Have you ever seen people who appear to have it all together, especially in church, and wondered about the real story beneath the facade? Or how about this? What's your story? And what would happen if people knew the real you, the glorious, the wonderful, the messy, the shameful? Listen in as we tackle hard questions of faith and following Jesus. Welcome to She Seems So Normal, Stories Not Shared on Sundays with your host. That's me, Lee McKenzie. Welcome to episode 48. I finished the last uh, episode uh, talking, we were talking about Gideon and the Midianites and how as we step forward in obedience, we don't have to do this all in our own power, but as we go forth with God, that he gives us more and more courage as he keeps proving how good he is. And so um, I ended last episode with just ask the ladies of the gospels. I believe that nothing shows our true colors better than witnessing, and so many of the women in Scripture show this uh, through poverty, through their response to worship, and their response to suffering. Here we go. In poverty. For many women in traditional Eastern cultures around the world, becoming a widow is a terrifying prospect. After women marry, their husbands, rather than their families of origin, provide financial security and physical protection. No husband and no sons often means no safety. While teaching in eastern India, I met beautiful Venkatama. With few teeth, many wrinkles, and leprosy ravaged stumps for hands and feet, she invited me into her sparse, humble tenement, swept clean with pride. Earlier during communion, I had witnessed her carefully balanced bread and a precious cup of juice atop her flesh-eaten hands reverently receiving the body and the blood of Christ with praise and gratitude. As my words were translated from English to Telugu, I marveled about her lovely home, thanking her for blessing me in church. I noticed she was bony beneath her sari as we gently hugged. I silently wondered how long it had been since another human being had held her close, touched her skin, or looked into her eyes. In Mark 12, while the rich made grand gestures of gifting shekels upon shekels of gold and silver to the temple treasury, Jesus noticed the widow with the copper coins. I think of Venkatama. With his disciples close, he recognized her true, unconstrained offering of faith from the depths of her heart. And in contrast, he confronted the rich young ruler in Luke 18 to forsake his heart-state idolatry of holding on to his wealth which kept him from a greater eternal treasure in heaven. Jesus noticed the impoverished and the untouchable castoffs, the underdogs. He saw me, spiritually impoverished, emotionally outcast, and he brought me close to change my heart too. People also show their true colors in worship, in the presence of someone's most unguarded, intimate worship moments. Much to the red-hot irritation and dismay of her sister, Mary not only sat meekly at Jesus' feet to absorb his teaching, one night she washed them too. And while she was willing to humbly scrub dirt from his soles just days before his death, others gave her grief for wasting the expensive nard oil she used to anoint him. The transparent light of this unfiltered loving act of worship prompted a greedy, green-faced thief, Judas to betray Jesus to the religious leaders who blacklisted their competition for destruction. What keeps us from unrestrained worship? 
wanting to fit in with the crowd or feeling self-conscious, intimidated or embarrassed, afraid of judgment or being too much or too weird? What shades identify our true colors in God's eyes? We also show our true color in suffering. Jesus crucified at Golgotha in misery, moaning and crying and dying, insulted and sin hurled with thorns, spears and nails stuck into its flesh, who stayed near. Who stayed near to witness the end and beyond? Who wept and longed for his life till his last breath? Those familiar with pain and marginalization. The women. Shrouded in sadness, they performed the dirtiest, most thankless ministry work, sitting with and watching the suffering of the Savior. The testimonies of these women would never have been accepted in a court of law. They traipsed quietly across cobblestone on the dawn of that third day to serve the Lord's earthly ministry one last time. Imagine the surprise and joy of being the first to receive the most precious reward of all time, one that kings and prophets wrote about and longed to see, the risen Christ. The first to proclaim witness, they provided us the pioneer testimony to the resurrection of the King. How do we embrace others who are emotionally, physically, or spiritually exposed? How do we care for the vulnerable? As we walk alongside one another as believers, the level of suffering or shame we will shoulder measures our courage to embody God's compassionate character when it comes to messy. Many times there's nothing to say but simply being present, available, and willing to embrace the lonely and lovingly serve God and one another through the challenges makes all the difference. Because who knows what reward awaits us in the end.